I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We do have four lines all jammed up, like I promised. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this very... Uh, rainy Saturday morning here in uh, Connecticut. Um, and we'll do our best to get to all your calls because you were nice enough to do that. So let's get right to your calls and get start working here. We're going to go right to Len in Meriden first. Hey, Len. Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, I'm calling about a situation with the copy and paste. It's not working. I, I can copy it, but I can't paste it where I want to, where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I can put it in the subject, but that's not the proper place and it doesn't work. So I was wondering if you could Post something on your system so hmm. I could. When you say copy and paste, Len, when you're you said the subject, are you pasting within a Word document? Uh, anything that I'm interested in on the internet, I want to, and I want to copy it and paste it or send it to somebody. Um, in an email. Yeah, on an email. You're right. Okay, in an email. So you're not doing copy and paste in files. You're copy and pasting within an email. Yeah. What's right. your um, email system that you're using? Cox. Okay, so it's a browser-based email system. Uh-huh. So you're actually logged in through a browser, and you're on a tab on the Internet. You're then copying the uh, information, and then it's not pasting as far as the URL within the email, that link. Right. It, it lets me paste it in the subject space, but that's not the proper place. It doesn't work there. That's weird. Yeah. Um, can you type it? Uh, I haven't tried that, no. If, the, if it's not too long of a URL, can you type in the www. Um, link for your recipient. Uh, you shouldn't have to, but I'm just curious. Yeah, that, I'm not familiar with that. I'm not, I haven't tried that. Well, it's just a matter of type. The link you're trying to capture is you can just type it out. It's just an option to see if it'll work. Uh, why do you think, Bob, that would happen? Why do you think that link copy won't, won't go for him? Uh, it could be something to do with his mouse. Yeah. <laughs> really? With the mouse? Right. So if you click on the space where you want to paste it to and and hit the try the old fashioned way, hit control V to paste it and hmm. see if that works. Hit control V. Yeah, that's a good idea. See if it is the mouse. All right. Well, I'll give it a try. Also you may want to look at configuring it um in a different type of uh your your email setting could be set up incorrectly. Uh, you want to choose the plain text versus uh, HTML, uh, oh. that, or, or vice versa, to see okay. if you've changed your email configuration um, uh, within your within your browser. So, uh, Cox supports da 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 pasting not working. It seems to be an important feature. This is a month ago, so I'm trying to find out to see if if I can find an actual answer for you here real quickly, Lynn. But it does seem to be the format. Uh, what browser are you using, by the way? Um, uh, 
Can't even think of it. Is it right the now. beach ball? Is it the uh, little fox around the world? Is uh, it uh, Firefox? Firefox. Okay, so you're using Firefox. Uh, turns out there is some understanding that Cox has, an, and this is Cox. You said right? Yeah. You're right. Cox has some. Uh, some. They're saying they have an issue, uh, from what I can see here. Oh. Um, I can try posting this string for you from Cox's site. Okay. Uh, because it's fairly current, but it's been happening for about a month. Um, does that ring a bell for you too? Uh, about a month or so, yeah, a month and a half, whatever. Yep. Okay. So you're not, you're definitely not alone. Um, I can put a link up here for the back and forth on the forum that Cox is talking that people are complaining about this issue with Cox. The alternative, of course, is to you know try a different browser to see if it works in a different browser. Try, okay. Try the little Beach Ball Chrome. Okay. Um, you can try IE to see if it works differently, Internet Explorer. Okay. It could be a security feature. A lot of people are getting fished with links within with an email. And it's it's better and better if we stop some of this linkage happening with an email. Um so people are less apt to be impacted. Maybe it's a security feature that uh that Cox is trying to implement. I have no idea. See, I, it, I, 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 could, I guess I could call up Cox themselves and talk to them about it. You could. Yeah. yeah you I could. haven't done that, but I should. Yeah, you give them a ring, but I'll put this link up here for you. You can see other folks are having this exact problem. Okay. Another thing is I've been getting a lot of spam mm-hmm. within the last month and a half or so. Sure. Uh, I had signed up for a new credit card, but I don't think it was that because when I no. called the company, they said it wouldn't be them. Right. And uh, I'd I- order some parts on the Internet, stuff like that, but I don't know. It all started about a month, a month and a half ago, too. Yeah, I hear you. I don't think that's related to anything other than the Internet in general. You okay. can go onto Cox's configurations, and they do offer a way to improve your spam settings. You would increase your your, your uh, resistance to spam by logging into your account and going to their spam configurations and changing okay. that. Just You want to ratchet that up a bit and increase the, uh, the security on that. That's something you can do by logging in, Bob. Yeah, on this uh, article, I got Mozilla support. About two-thirds of the way down, it says to, to open up uh, Firefox in safe mode and see if it still does it. And if it does, if it, uh, if it works in safe mode, then it says it's probably being caused by an extension. Within Firefox. Within Firefox. All right, there's another option for you, Len. So there's a couple things here you can try. Try the beach ball. Try uh, Chrome to see if it works within Chrome. All right. Okay, guys. All right, Len. Thanks very, thanks very much. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's move on to Joe in Berlin next. Hey, Joe, what's up? Yeah, um, I got um, my system when it goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when I come back and work on the computer, uh, the Wi-Fi uh, uh, Internet connection uh, takes a while to open back up. Exactly. That's correct. And I don't know what's going on there. It, you gotta, it's just waking up slowly. Okay. Um, yeah, it takes uh, maybe a minute or two uh, yep. to reconnect. Yeah, that's just your hardware. It's, it's doing, you know, it's waking up from the sleep mode and it's turning on the components in whatever order it wants to. And then obviously your Wi Fi card is the last to do it. So Bob would tell you to never turn the Wi Fi card off as far as sleep mode goes. You could probably set that within your advanced configurations within power settings, correct, Bob? Yeah. Or I would say um, don't go to sleep. No, it's. Get uh, a laptop and with a SSD card, everything comes up faster. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just your card coming up late. It does eventually wake up, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, so if you go to your advanced settings, I think you should be able to t- tell the system to never turn off your Wi-Fi card in the sleep mode. 
Um, or don't use sleep mode. Just shut it off and then turn it back on again, and everything will come up in its normal speed. But we can't have a way to speed it up other than telling it never to go to sleep, which which you should be able to do within your advanced configurations and your power settings. So you want to go to your network cards in the advanced power settings and tell the card to not go to sleep. The same way Bob talked about turn, not turning off the hard drive. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, for the okay. for the earlier caller, if you were listening. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing last week, or, or someone was running out of memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the same problem, and I found someplace in Windows when I try to clean the system up, they made a copy of everything, and they were fairly large files and uh, uh, like recovery. The recovery way back, yeah. and I deleted those, and I gained a lot of memory. Yeah, they're recovery files. I don't think it was memory. It's probably storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got storage. You get more hard drive space back. Right. Right, right, Joe? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, there could be recovery files um, that you just cleared up. Yeah. That's all I have. All right, Joe. Thanks Good. very much. You got it, sir. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's keep moving on. We're going to go to Stan in Hanover. Is there a Hanover, Connecticut? Hanover, Connecticut. Huh, all right. We're a little town off of Baltimore, off in town of Sprague's. Village. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, nice. Okay. Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Well, I, I cut my cable yesterday. Hey, congratulations. Uh, yeah, well, I went for $292. A car payment. A month down to, uh, I think I screwed up because I'm down to $142. I, didn't, I, I screwed up on, on the uh, speed of my... Your internet? Yeah, yeah, my internet. Well, what do you got for speed? Uh, about 250 that's an awful lot of speed, Stan. Yeah, and I, yeah well, that, that's an, I'm thinking about it. I should, I, I should have got rid of it yesterday. I didn't think about it. Yes. I got, got rid of all this other stuff. You were paying almost 300 bucks a month, and now you still are left, though, with an internet connection of 250 megabits. How many people are in your house? Uh, me and my wife. That's insanity. <laughs> so, you know, that's like having a 16-inch water main right up to your home, and okay. the two of you guys are brushing your teeth. Okay. <laughs> it's all you need. You don't need that. You need to drop that back down to 50 megabit stand for the two of you, and you'll be happy as 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 will that, anybody. Will that affect streaming? Yeah. Well, no, it won't affect the two of you. I've got three boys in my house. I walk in. They're all off from, from uh, vacation. They're back from UConn, right? They're sitting in the house. You know when I watch when I come? They watch all day? They stream Chuck all day. Oh, jeez. They literally stream Chuck all day. They're playing video games, streaming Chuck all day. And uh, we have a 65 megabit connection from Cox. No problem. The only problem is worrying about over usage because the boys at Cox want to whack me now because they're going to be using more than a terabyte of data. So it's not how big your pipe is to your house. You don't need a 16 inch water main. It's how much water you consume. So it's just me and a wife. So we're not yeah, you're not going to consume anything. So 50 okay. megabits is going to be plenty for the two of you. It's we have 65. It's plenty for five people in our home. No problems. I have 25. And Bob has twenty five for two folks in the house, um, so you're paying. You're probably paying an awful lot for a massive bandwidth that you don't need. Okay, I, and I when I configured my DS my wireless, yeah, I went into Open DS DNS. Yes, sir. Now, you know, I put it on. I think I was. I'm not sure how I put it on because we- I think I put it on there. The firewall on my computer and not the firewall on my router. I have a router in between the gateway I got from Comcast right, and perfect. my computer. You want you want to put it on the firewall that you purchased yourself. Okay, you want me to put I should put it on the the 
Router. Yes. My, route, my personal router. Yes, sir. And that's where your DHCP settings are. You're handing out IP addresses to the devices in your network. You want to add OpenDNS to being the DNS addresses that are handed out. Okay, because I've your... all kinds of conflicts and stuff. Yeah. Your firewall on your PC is not really nothing. You don't need anything to do there. Okay. Um, or you can just configure it within each computer if you want to, but I would put put it on your firewall. I only have one computer and a couple of tablets. Yeah, so do it on your firewall, Stan. We'll have, well, we have instructions there for you, and congratulations on reducing your cable bill from a car well, I'm going to reduce it some more. Now yes, you guys sir. Told me I don't need that big. Yeah, no, not even close, Stan. You need 50 megabits, and you'll be more than happy. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get on a fight with Comcast and get it down to 50. Oh, yeah, and they better give you a good deal because you don't, you don't need that pipe. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. You got it, Stan. Bye-bye. I'm going to give you a quick story if I can, Mike. Um, I just met a customer yesterday who uh, has got the same exact pipe as standard, 250 megabits. And they're trying to – they're evaluating IT firms, and we were one of them. And the firm prior to us came in and noticed that they were only getting 183 megabits on their 250 megabit system. Now, generally, you could consider that a problem. However, there's only 10 people in their organization. Again, they have a 16-inch water main, and you only need to turn on the, the faucet occasionally, flush the toilet every now and again. They don't need a 250-megabit pipe. But this other company wanted to sell them new technology to take advantage of their 250-megabit pipe. Not necessary. Our approach would be to reduce it to 100 megabits for 10 people, plenty, save probably 100 bucks a month, and not to pay for anything else. It really comes down to just because you have a big pipe, that's not the issue. How much data... Must you move through your pipe, right? That's the, really the question. And 250 megabit pipe is a, like a 16-inch water main versus all you need is a 2-inch copper pipe to do everything in your home, right? Even a 1-inch pipe. You got to understand that about the internet because they'll oversell you every time. <laughs> we'll be right back. In the year 2525, if man is still alive. That's Bob's pick for a new a bumper for music for us. <laughs> a little heavy, but we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Uh, let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Port Jefferson, Long Island. And Dennis, what's going on, Dennis? Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Thanks for listening. I'm looking for a simple answer to a simple problem. All right. Over-the-air TV reception. Is yes. that dwindling away? What's no. You can still do over-the-air HD. That's really the best way to get an HD actually, signal. Yeah, the HD over the air is actually far better than HD over the cable. I yeah. got news for you. Yeah. So you can still do that. You can buy an HD antenna. There's some good ones out there. And uh, you got to cover it, cover it in tinfoil like rabbit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but get the HD antenna, and uh, you'll be able to get well, a ton of great stations. You're down there in Long Island. Um, so you should be able to get some good stations. Yeah, you just got to make sure that you're not blocked by, like, uh, buildings. Right. Or I don't know where you live down there, but, you know. And then you might need to change the angle because you want to point it at the, at the antennas right. that you want to receive. So by pointing it in different directions, you might pick up different channels. There's in, there's ones that you'd buy for in, in within your home, and there's ones that you could buy that you would attach to your home in the, like the old days. And uh, then they, then you would add something like Sling TV for those stations that are not going to come over the inner, uh, over the air. You could then get Sling TV and purchase the, the channels you want rather than having to pay for a whole package of bundled stuff you don't want and just pay for an Internet connection. You've got your over-the-air channels. you get got your Sling TV. Then you buy maybe a Netflix package or a, 
Amazon Prime package for your movies, you're done. You know, and oh. you're and you're paying you know sixty bucks a month versus two fifty for seven ESPN stations you don't watch. Well, the question I'm asking is, I used to get all these channels before, but the standard channels, of course, two, yeah. four, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. Yeah. Now I'm just down to a uh, PBS channel called Twenty One on Long Island, yeah. and a channel called Fifty Five. All the other stations are all gone now. No, I they shouldn't maybe be. That new antenna they put down in the lower Manhattan that was going to ch- that was going to transmit all kinds of new signals and even mm-hmm. TV signals. I thought it was going to be very powerful. Well, what kind of TV do you have, Dennis? Is it a digital TV or is it an oh, old? It's an HD TV. Yeah. Most so, like, what was your antenna? What, what kind of? I got an antenna up on the roof. It's the. Uh, That's the old style, right? It's the old style, right? But That's I got, the issue. I got the cable connection to it, though. The, uh, Okay. You should talk to us, uh, an expert in your area about HDTV antennas. They should be able to modify that antenna so that it picks up the HD signal. Most likely there's something you're missing. And if you got it up uh, you know, up nice and high yeah. and it's on a pole or something, it's on the roof. you want to invest, if you can, in, in a antenna rotor. Mm. So then you can mark on the rotor what direction specific channels come in yeah. because then you'll find that you can get all sorts of channels depending on the direction that you point. Yeah, you probably have to do something to update um, update your antenna in some way. But, Dennis, but they're not gone. You should be able to get tons of HD channels still. Really? Oh, yeah. The best uh, yeah. over-the-air antenna is a Weingard, but it's pretty huge. But you add that with a antenna rotor, and you can reach out over 100 to 150 miles. Well, I see I could buy what they call a Channel Master amplifier. There you go. Channel Master is a great... Uh, you think that would be advisable to... It would be something you should look at, but Dennis, I think you should talk to some uh, an expert within your area there that can come out to your home and, and set it up for you. That would be the smartest. We don't do it. I don't do it. My, I wouldn't do it myself. I'd end up falling off the roof. Yeah. Okay, very good. All right, Dennis. Thank you very much. Douglas. Have a All good day. Thanks for listening out there on Long Island. Um, we're going to go on to Ted in Middletown. Hey, Ted. Hey, can you hear me all right? We can hear you. Okay. Hey, I'm getting ready to uh, cut the cord for real. I've been on streaming for a couple of months. Yep. And uh, we'll be honest with you, I don't know what I have for uh, Internet. Okay. uh, In terms of uh, megabytes, but to run uh, three or four TVs and a couple of mobile devices, what do I need? Again, we have 25 megabits to 50 megabits if it's only a few people in your home. It really comes down to how many people are going to be consuming, not how many devices you have. At the same time. At the same time. Okay, so, so if you had two TVs and, and people uh, on two phones or tablets. No problemo with 50 megabits. Uh-huh. 65 megabits. I mean, I, got, I have 65 at home with five kids literally streaming Chuck all day. Okay. <laughs> And right. and uh, Bob's got 25 megabits with two folks, no, no problem. So you don't need that much bandwidth. Okay. All right. All right. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but that's how they market it. Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm getting ready, fired up for them. All right. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Ted. Bye. Yeah, the thing about internet, it's not the it's not how big your pipe is. You're not compensating for nothing. Don't go to tell anybody at your party you got a big pipe. It's how much data you bring down the pipe that matters. And more and more, it's going to be nice and, and, uh, and effective with 50 to 65 megabits. What you're going to start worrying about is how much they charge you per megabyte, because that's where it's going. 
um, which is fine. That's their prerogative. But there's all sorts of third parties coming in to compete with the incumbent internet providers like uh, your cable company and Frontier. Go net, uh, go net something. It's a fiber service coming in. Yeah, we want to keep them off the poles. Yeah, they're going to be coming in and offering some great services for a lot of low cost. So let's look forward to that. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. you got to love that intro. The only band, the only rock band you'll ever hear using a triangle. I'm pretty sure that's that's true. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in giving you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. Four lines wide open. You guys all, you're all there, and you all went away. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. While we wait for your calls, um, you guys might get hit with this phishing scheme. Fishing with a P, P-H. Um, you're going to see emails coming to you from someone who's going to say they know you're watching porn and they watched you watch it and then they want to have you pay them to not tell your friends and family that they watched you watching it. My wife got one of those yesterday. Yep. And it's a pretty popular uh, way to trick people. So they're sending emails out. And they, the thing that they try to make it more real for you is that they're using hacked sites that were hacked many years ago, like LinkedIn or whatever, that have been hacked in, where you've got a username and an email address that is yours. So they try to act like, well, and by the way, I know who you are, because here was your user, your email address and your password you used, so I must be legitimate and know that I watched you watching porn. And uh, so this, again, is another scam um, out there these days, a uh, phishing scam. They're trying to trick you into giving them this is an expensive one too. I want to say it's like two thousand bucks. Yeah, David, try and hit my wife up for a grand. A grand. Said she was watching porn. I've got right. open DNS. Guess what? <laughs> right. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The whole thing is a uh, is a scam. So just if you're getting these emails and they show that you've they've they've got your password from the past. Hopefully, you're still not using it. Yeah, <laughs> That's a whole password. other issue. <laughs> if you notice that the password they have is the one you use for things, well, and then you've got another issue. But they still don't have this information. Um, they're just trying to. Uh, but they want you to pay with Bitcoin. That's another thing. Correct Fake money. <laughs> and they're hoping they get you know guilty conscious. I mean, sadly enough, uh, we've mentioned this for many years on on this show. The internet was built on porn. Um, uh, now it's obviously finally gone mainstream, where the internet is used for a lot more than just that. Uh, but a lot of the uh, technologies involved with you know video conferencing and all the things you use the internet for started in that industry, sadly. Uh, but uh, they're hoping to uh, prey on your guilty conscience that uh, they caught you doing something and they're trying to extort money from you. Uh, it is a scam. I'll put a link up here from Krebs on Security talking about it for you. He does a really great job discussing security items. You should read his blog. Uh, it'll scare you. It'll make your hair curl, uh, some of the stuff that he yeah. talks about. Clark Howard talked about this about a month ago, too. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah good. So I want to make you guys aware that it's a it's a scam. Don't worry about it. Let's go on to your calls, and we're going to go to Burlington and Mike. Morning, Mike. What's up? Hey, I have uh, I had the week from hell for uh, my computer system I'm sorry. last week, um, and I'll tell you about the worst of it. The, <clears throat> the worst of it was um, I was doing some updates uh, on the system, and one of the updates required an update to the BIOS. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so that was going on. And then while the BIOS was updating, and I had a screen showing me how the BIOS was updating, <clears throat> I got a window that popped up that said, um, update complete, you need to restart your system, do you want to restart now? But mm -hmm. apparently, my guess is that that window related to some other program that was updating. Uh oh. So I hit, yeah, sure, go ahead, restart. Oh boy. Yeah, so I hit restart and nothing after that. What, yeah. what happened is that the system tried to start, and after about a couple of seconds, it just gave me a little flashing yellow light, won't do anything. Yeah, you lobotomized it. Well, that's what I wondered. Is there any way to, to get the system back? Depends. Um, as the your basic your system bias has been wiped yep. or damaged when yep. it was rebooted, um, and some systems allow for a recovery of that, and some systems will not. It'll depend on your motherboard. Do you know the make and model of your motherboard? Uh, not offhand, no. Okay. Uh, what is the make and model of your system? It is a uh, it's a Dell system. How old uh, is it? Dell Tower. Um, Boy, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have that. That's okay. Right Older than five years? Older than six years? Yes. Yeah. It's, it was running Windows 8.1, so I know it's about five or six years old. Okay. When you uh, start it up, can you get into the BIOS by hitting Delete or F2 or? No, Bob. What's uh, What's been happening is when I turn it on, it just gives me that little clunk, like okay, I'm trying to start, and it shows the little white light that the system is on, but within a few seconds, it just stops, and then I just get a flashing yellow light. Yeah. So nothing ever appears on the screen. It never gets that far. So what you're going to need to find, I think, to start with is uh, there should be a jumper, a BIOS recovery jumper. Really? You may be able to flip that over. If the BIOS was halfway through an update when you lost, when it rebooted, mm -hmm. you're, you're done. You're toast. It's okay. great. But if it, if it wasn't, you can reset the BIOS with a jumper. And so uh, you would move that into recovery mode. You'd reboot it. You'd be able to get into the BIOS. Then, you know, you shut it down. You move it back into the standard position. But other than That's that... That's only if the motherboard was smart enough to put a backup of its own BIOS, which is what this is going to do. It's going to take well, a backup of some kind and move it over. What it does is uh, it actually just resets it back to the default factory setting. Which is saved somewhere. Well, yeah, because be. it's in... Uh, it's in a CMOS, which yeah. is uh, it's it's not volatile uh, mm -hmm. RAM, if you right. will. Right. So that might work for you, Mike. It'll depend again on your model if it so, can support. So how it. would I actually do that again? Because again, what I'm what I'm seeing is it. I never even get anything on the screen. It well, never gets that far. So you got to you got to open the box. Now, okay. Number one. Yeah. You got to find the exact model that you have of, yeah. of motherboard too. Of, yeah, exactly. And then you've got to get this information from the Dell website. Okay. To the where manual. the recovery? Yeah, where that recovery jumper is. Oh, okay. And then okay, if I, you can find that. I can do that because I went out and got another computer, oh. <laughs> so I could have something. So yeah. if you um, if you've worked on computers, you might be able to find it and recognize it because all the little jumpers are labeled. But you know, if you don't work on PCs very much, you probably wouldn't find it. Right. Okay, but it should be if it is there, that should be your solution. Could be it could be a quick fix. Okay, I'll I'll take a look mm -hmm. at that. And I wanted to mention one other thing since yeah. I did have the week from hell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> What started things off was my uh, keyboard stopped operating, mm -hmm. and I went into all of the um, uh, information from the from the from Dell. Actually, I had it happen on two computers. I also have an HP laptop, and the yeah. keyboard stopped working there too. Same week, same hmm. day. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, it was after an update, so I don't know whether the update did it or not. <clears throat> but interestingly, when I was looking for a solution on the HP website, it told me all of these different things to do, none of which worked. Mm -hmm. But then I went in. Welcome to our world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I went into some of the HP forums, and mm -hmm. I found a solution that worked immediately. And I just thought I would mention it in case anybody else has had this problem. What right. it was was I had to go into um, the computer ease of access in the system files All right. and uncheck something. Uh, un the, the ease of access under keyboard has a variety of things that can be checked. Mm -hmm. And apparently one of the things that gets checked will slow down the keyboard so that when you tap it, nothing happens unless you hold the keys down. Huh. And so when I was trying to type, nothing was happening because right. I apparently wasn't holding the keys down. So I unchecked all of the stuff under keyboard, ease of access, and then the keyboard started operating again. So the update might have, re uh, might have checked them for you by default. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they know but better than you. I thought I would you. mention it only because um, HP's forums, or HP's own uh, advice, was telling me nothing that solved the problem. And it was only in the forums that I found the answer. Yep, the tech guys don't work with the programmers. Yeah. So the programmers do their things and... Yeah, they're all separated. So good, Mike. I appreciate the information. All it right. is one of those things. If it stopped working after the update, somebody still did something on your behalf that you didn't ask for. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks for that. I hope you get back in the up and running. Let us know how that worked out. Yeah, well, I hope it's not a brick, but it probably is. No, no so hopefully, hopefully it's just a jumper, Mike. Yeah, well, I, if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks very much for you your You got help. it. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, let's move on to David in Glastonbury. Hey, David. Hey, how you doing? Um, I don't know if there's a result for this or not. I use um, a tablet, Google Maps, yeah. um, all day long. And um, the it has like three icons in the uh, top right corner. There's a search bar and um, the bottom toolbar. It burned into the screen. It's a Samsung Galaxy S3 tablet. Oh, no. That's a nice tablet. Yeah, but I anyway anything I could do or pretty much we're going to have that in there. Is that an is that an AMO LED? Is that is that a traditional or is it AMO LED? I think it's the newer one. Yeah, I think it is. If it's the AMO LED, um, they do have a the propensity to burn, um, and it's not alone here from what I'm seeing. Huh. Um, it could be something that uh, you're, you're going to be stuck with. If especially a burn in generally is permanent. Um, I guess I would tell you to, to not leave it on all the time, but you have to because you're, you're using it to get from point A to point B, right? Yeah, and search things out. The um, so the older one wouldn't burn, or yeah, LEDs are uh, LEDs are better. We had a story a, a couple of weeks ago about a brand new LG, I think, TV that's oh, 80 inches of monstrosity that was burning in um, during a huge consumer show. I mean, it burned in the image of the of the graphic of the consumer show right on the uh, screen. Um, so there is a there is a negative to that technology that they have to correct. Uh, so uh, LED LCD type type displays are much better at preventing that. So you have the latest and greatest beautiful screen, but with dots on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's nothing like a screen saver doesn't do anything, right? Well, if you're if you leave the screen with the same image on it all the time, no, right? Because you're going to burn it in. But if you turn it off. That'll do it. Um, I don't think there's a screen. Ah, there probably is a screensaver. I shouldn't say there isn't. I bet you there is a screensaver setting you could turn on, but I think the damage is already done. All right. So, all right, man. So I'm when a new one comes out, I'll call you about the problems with the new one. Then. <laughs> okay, David. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, all right. Bye-bye. 
Um, yeah, burning is a problem still. It really shouldn't be, but it is. Let's go on to Rick in Nagadek. Rick, what's up? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about taking out a small loan financing for ink for my printer. Oh, um, sure. My inks run. Yeah. So, you know, with, with two in college and, and two at home, there's four of us printing Yep. Uh, throughout. So uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts about some of these off-label uh, link uh, refills, or do you have any other suggestions? Currently, I, I use an HP printer, um, short for highly problematic. HP I, <laughs> I, would tell you, I would tell you to dump the ink jet printer and go to a laser jet. Okay. You can get very inexpensive color laser jet printers that'll re- drastically reduce your per page cost. Okay. Um, that's what I have at home for my folks that are same type of scenario that you just discovered, you know, discussed as far as kids from from college or what have you. Disgust. Yeah, dis- disgust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no pun intended. Last before I, I know you guys are going to be going to a break shortly. Yeah. Uh, last part of it, with that laser question. Yeah. Is that do they have? Uh, and I haven't done any research on it. Do they have any? Um, functionality of scanning and so forth as well. Uh, you know the scanners yeah. built in. Yeah, you can buy those all in all in one type devices. You can. Yep. Okay. That's probably probably four that. or five hundred bucks. You'll find one. For, make sure it's laser. Stay away from the inkjet. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, thanks very much. All right, Rick. All the best. All right. Take thank care, you. Bye bye. Bye now. Would you want to say? We Bob? just had a client last week that e-cycled a uh, inkjet printer. Yeah. That was given to them for free. Yeah, but it was killing because them. the cost of the the ink. The, uh, ink was so expensive yeah. that they could just, instead of buying ink, go buy a new printer. Exactly. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Four lines open. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. We've been here. To, uh, we'll be here until 11 o'clock. And Dr. Leslie will be in next. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. He's in the green room. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G to our old-fashioned website over at computertalkwithtab.com. I say it's old-fashioned because, I mean, websites have been around since Al Gore invented it, so that's a long time. Um, Also at thenameoftheshow.com. And, of course, if you uh, follow us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems our news worthy and doesn't take down our Facebook page, it might get into your news feed maybe. Um, So like us on Facebook over there at Tab Computer Systems. We'll also update you during the week of any kind of you know, computer-worthy um, information that may come down during the week. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter over at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get into your news feed that way as well. So feel free to get online uh, while we wait um, for your calls. We'll get a little bit more news in. Did you have anything, Bob, you wanted to bring up in the news? Uh, if not, I might have some. Smart car windows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to talk about this. Okay. Car – this is a um, – I seen that article that links to roadshows, just so you know. Yeah. But it says uh, smart car windows will bring IR to the road, which is artificial reality. Mm-hmm. Car windows, by definition, are pretty much unseen. They keep bugs out of our teeth and UV off our skin. Well, and our, my kids don't even see the windows because they're looking at their screens all the way down to wherever right. we're going. But go ahead. But otherwise, they're pretty much inert. That mm-hmm. may soon change as the augmented reality era starts to invade them. All right. Ford has developed something called the field of view that uses haptic feedback transmitted via the window to create a tactile representation of what's outside. Okay. A camera captures the exterior scene yeah. and converts it to 255 levels of gray, 
that are each assigned a level of feedback imparted to the glass via an attached haptic motor. What could go wrong? Yikes. It gives the visually impaired person some impression oh. of what's outside. Oh, that's neat. GM has a prototype windows mm -hmm. that can either work like an Etch-A-Sketch, display motion-related uh, avatar for the kids, or offer an AR information overlay oh, of what's outside. Gosh, if it's touchscreen, imagine how messed up your, your windows are going to get. They're going to get slimed up by the kids. Just as with phone-based <laughs> AR, these Ford and GM efforts seek to put augmentation onto surfaces you already use rather than make you wear something cumbersome like those. Like uh, the uh, headsets, yeah. Headsets. So they're going to actually... So Imagine driving down the road, and you know you'll you can look out the window, and if you drive past an actual uh, establishment of some kind, it could tell you if they've got you know hamburgers on sale or something like that. Or well, Toyota has an approach that is an AR photography hybrid, mm -hmm. including the ability to zoom in on something outside using the window. That's crazy. Not unlike the way you use the electronic viewfinder in a DSLR to check critical focus. Wow. So the, so billboards are going to be gone because literally the advertisement will come right to your car screen as you drive past well, the area. Well, they could put scenery going by and you can yeah. get into one of those driverless cars and you might think that you're going down to the mall when it's taking you somewhere wow. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is interesting though. Imagine having a display like that if it worked. So the Mercedes F015 concept car mm. points to a new vision of what constitutes a car window. <laughs> <laughs> In some models, the lower door panels become virtual windows by displaying an image of the outside from an exterior camera. Wow. That mode can be overlaid with AR graphics or the panel and can be switched back to an OPEG display for media communications or navigation. Wow. Can you actually, I would love to see the rear window allow us to display to the guy behind you to get off your butt because <laughs> he's riding your butt, uh, you know. Well, I would go more for the James Bond approach. <laughs> oh, there's that. Oh, just imagine it. The no, machine you, gun tailpipes. Yeah. You wouldn't need bumper stickers anymore. Um, interesting. So, uh, well, that's the future, I guess. But again, just imagine how expensive and all the maintenance. I mean, the high-tech jobs are going to be there, guys, because you, you know, you're going to have to be able to be a computer technician to work on a car door. How expensive are those car doors going to be? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's why they're on Mercedes. <laughs> well, <laughs> or or just, Teslas. Yeah, well, you know, we all know we all have more money than we know what to do with. So. I guess so. Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, interesting uh, perspective well, you know of the what? future. They could put up a view of like you're traveling somewhere and you could be just sitting in your garage. Right. <laughs> all right, we got a call from Shay in North Windham before the end of the show here. So we can do for Shay. Hey, Shay, what can we do for you? Hi. Hi. Um, I updated my Apple products to the 11.4.1, right. and now I cannot update my my photos to my computer. You can't bring them down. No, I can't. Well, I can't. I can't get it from my phone to my computer or my iPad to the computer. I've got some of them. It went back. I just did it. It went back a few years, but it didn't do anything in this last. Three, three weeks since I did the update. I'm not an Apple user, but I can see what we can find for you um, and see if we're having trouble with people connecting their Apple devices that way. Uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. Three irritating bugs. Uh, this is 11.4.1, you said? Yeah. It also... Images do not sync. Yeah, with right. iCloud. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, an issue. 
Oh, it is an issue. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah, you're the lucky one of the lucky folks that updated and have a similar issue. Have you stopped by the mall and talked to the geniuses? No, I haven't. Okay. Should I? I don't know. It depends <laughs> how much time you have, and if you want to go to the mall or not. Um, <laughs> or it depends on how fast, you, how long you, you, how important this is to you. Because most likely, Shay, they will send an update that'll correct it. Did you find anything, Bob? No, uh, no. Uh, well, there is an issue, though, from what I'm seeing. Um, I'm trying to find a fix within the next 30 seconds. It's going to be tough. Um, but it is an issue. You're not alone. It's one of the one of the bugs, I guess, with the update. Um, so let us do some work on it for you, Shay. If we can find a fix to this for you, we'll post it on computertalkwithtab.com, and that way you'll okay, find cool. it for you. All right, great. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, we're all out of time. I want to thank you guys for joining us on this rainy Saturday morning. And again, everything we talked about is posted, tweeted, and Facebooked. Thank you, Mr. Mike, for producing. Dr. Lessie's in next. Thanks, Mike G., for posting everything live. See you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.